Sometimes I, I like to just let that theme music oh, establish yeah. itself before I chime in. Oh, man. And welcome everyone to the Steam Room. Oh, yeah. Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson with you. Thanks for uh, being with us, all you loyal steamers. And uh, some kind of a Georgia-themed table we have here in front of us as the dogs, the number one seed going into the college football playoff. Everybody, and Everybody shouldn't have power, America. And we're going to be joined by a guy who used to wear that lid, Aaron Murray, now with uh, ESPN and Sirius XM Radio. Good dude. Yeah, good dude, and he's going to join us to talk about the college football playoff. That's That comes your way in just a bit. Y- you know, you've been so obnoxious. For the, what? You've been so obnoxious. What did I just do? For the last year, not just do. No. Oh, no, no. Since Georgia won, you've been obnoxious. No, I'm proud of my school. You are, but you probably gonna go nuclear. No, if they win two in a row. Oh, me? No, <laughs> no chance. I would. Uh, I you will, would. I will be, hardly celebrate that. You would be unbearable mm. if y'all won back to back. You say if. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Did you say if Charles? Ohio State's not going to be an easy game. Charles, did you say if? Okay, see, that's what I deal with, America. That's what I deal with. I figure if you're going to plant that seed, I may as well play it out. Um, before you do your first of all, I have my own first of all. Okay. I can't even prepare you for the story you're about to hear because when I heard it, I was dumbfounded. This involves Chuckster driving around the state of Alabama the other day giving a call to our director of Inside the NBA, Steve Fiorello, a noted Cleveland Browns fan. The worst Browns fan in the world. Uh, of all time. So just tell everybody the story, Chuckster, because this ranks on the, <laughs> I don't even know what list you would call it, stupid as you can possibly imagine stories that you'll ever hear. Okay, go ahead. So Steve Fiorello Number one, he's been wrong 22 straight years. Every year is the Browns' year. Yeah. So he's the biggest Brown fan in the world. Shout out to my boy Aaron Goheimer up in Cleveland at ESPN also. So I'm driving to Alabama Sunday, and I'm like, man, this whole Cleveland Brown thing, playing the Texans, Sean Watson, Fiorello's got to be on fire. Yeah. So I pick up my phone. And of course, you had already the, the you were stopped when you did this. Uh, you, yes, you, you yes. were not doing this while you. Were. So I start talking. He picks up the phone and I says, "Yo, man, you got to be going crazy about this game today because this this is unprecedented stuff right going on." He says, "Yeah, it's gonna be interesting." And I was like, "You're not excited?" He says, uh, "You know, I'm not that big a Browns fan." I said, "Yeah, okay, right." And then I says, man, this is going to be very interesting. This is going to be crazy, blah, blah, blah. He said, you know, I occasionally watch the Browns, but, you know, I've been busy with the Clippers and Cavs games. I said, we don't have that many Clippers and Cavs games. And I said, let me look and see who I'm talking to. And I pushed the thing to make it light up. I says, oh, shit, this is for Tello, <laughs> not Fiorello. How long had this conversation been going on, Chester? About 15 minutes, 15 I'm not going to lie. 15 minutes of you talking to Mike Fratello <laughs> and not realizing it's Mike Fratello and not Steve hey. Fiorello, who you've also known for ages. First of all, no, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous. Would you at least admit the names sound the same? Yeah, but not the voices. I don't really know people's voices over the phone like that. Because Fratello's one of my really good friends. 
Oh, I, yeah. I, I yeah, so you recognized his voice right off uh, as being identical to Steve Fiorello. I, I'm just telling you, it's man. It's just like, ridiculous, man. It was. I, I felt like such a dummy. Well, it, and you should. I, I should. I, I couldn't believe it. So did you finally then, admit to Coach Fratello, look, no, I, I thought I was calling Steve Fiorello. I, 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 I did not tell Coach Fratello that I thought I was talking to Steve Fiorello. I'm going to call Mike today. Well, it's probably going to be one of those things that you just outed me, snitch. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. It's on. A, it's on a podcast listened to by billions around the world every day. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I got to be the dumbest dude in the world. Mm-hmm. But then I called uh, Fiorello, and we had a great little thing. Because man, <sighs> well, I'm glad you made it right. That's. I can't believe that you would talk to somebody for ten or fifteen minutes and not realize. That thanks, 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 Browns plus eight. Thank you. Really appreciate the Browns plus normally, eight. Normally, that would be a enough of a first of all, but yeah. it's not because I can see by your crumpled up piece of paper oh, that yeah. you have other things to talk I about. I do. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out uh, to a great friend of mine, uh, Bart and Michelle Bryan. Just they're big Auburn fans. And I just want to tell them War Eagle. I love both of those guys. Did you have you seen them recently? Or, uh, I, or, I just talked to them. Are you uh, sure it was them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bart and Michelle are great. Bart is the guy who Shaq asked me. We, I said I gave him a shout out a couple of years ago, and Shaq says, "Wait, what's his last name?" I says, "I don't know his last name. I call him Bart. I don't call people by their full name." Him and Michelle have a, a they're veterinarians mm-hmm. in Charlotte, so they're very successful. Well, that's great. Yes, so they big Auburn people. Um, man, Jalen Hurts should be the NFL MVP at this point. He is flat out balling right now. Shout out to Jalen Hurts, man. He has been fantastic this year. My Eagles are 11 and 1, and Super Bowl, here we come. My Eagles. And you know, I don't know this dude, but I like him. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he got hurt the other day. He I did. Saw. Yeah. I like him a lot as a player. I want to know why they're always trying to get rid of him. You know, you know, they tried to fire him before the season started. He didn't complain. Then the, the trade last kid got hurt, and Jimmy just came out. He'd been balling. So I've never met Jimmy Garoppolo, but, man, he seems like Who's a, the kid who came on for him? He's from Kansas State. Brock Purdy. Bro, Brock Purdy. Yep. Yeah. Was Brock, he the last pick in the draft? He was. He was Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah, man. I just saw bits and pieces of that game Yeah, it was crazy. Day. He yeah. came out, and he was balling. But, you know, I just like Jimmy Garoppolo, man. All he does is win. And they always trying to get rid of him. And all do all guys on television do is criticize, which pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Thought the objective was to win. So shout out to Jimmy Garoppolo. I want to give a shout out to U.S. Men's Soccer and my boy Taylor Twelman, who he's the only person I listen to when it comes to soccer. You know, obviously we lost to the Netherlands, and I saw this dude take a shot at me from the Netherlands. You were part of the hype video for I, the. I, I know. For the Netherlands going into that game. And this dude took a shot at me on Twitter, apparently. He says, you all bark and no bite. He took a shot at me. Mm -hmm. His name is Memphis something. Memphis, when I see you, I'm going to open up a cookie, whoop ass on you, Memphis. And prove that you're more bite Yes, Memphis, whatever whatever your last name is. Somebody name you at the city. Hold it. Suddenly you're taking exception with stuff that's on Twitter? I, I thought you didn't pay attention to that. Uh, you know, the only app I got is Bleacher Report. That's where I get all my social media stuff from. I don't do the, the Twitter, the Instagram, and stuff like that, or Facebook. 
But I, I watched. You almost said Instacart because Insta, you yeah. because you get a lot of your groceries from there. You know, I hate people who shop like that. It's convenient. No, it's lazy. It's convenient. It's like Amazon. You might have a lot of stuff if going you're too on. Lazy, you might be talking to somebody if, on the phone you if, don't recognize. If you're too lazy to go shopping, you shouldn't be just picking up a computer ordering crap. Take your ass to the store. Welcome to 2022. Yeah, go Dino to the store. Dinosaur man. Listen, you know I'm anti-technology, right. I know you are. That's okay. why I called you dinosaur man. Okay. So, dinosaur man. So I guess apparently I called Taylor Tyler. Uh, on the show last week. That's he, not he, surprising. But Taylor is a great dude. But the men's soccer, they made it to the shootout round. Uh, so knockout round. Knockout round. And I'm just happy for those guys. I don't know anything about soccer. I'm not going to lie. I know our women's team is the best in the world. But that's all I know. And I think we're going to start broadcasting soccer soon, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm excited about that. I might pay more attention if it's on our network. Y'all sure y'all don't want to show another Law & Order rerun? I mean... Why do when you do this, do you call me y'all? You the man. Like I, I mean, make, like I the make man. the decisions mean, on programming. So y'all go show soccer so we can't see a, them solve a crime in an hour. Just for the record, it don't work that in real life. Uh, I, I think they, a lot of people were confused by that. They, think, they yeah, thought that all all crimes were not, done, and with commercial breaks. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And and even shorter time if you're streaming. That's it. right. Hey, so all you really need to do is turn it to the last like ten minutes, and they'll tell you who committed the crime. Look at the first ten minutes. Go out and do some fun. Catch the last ten minutes. That's how you, that's how crime works. So um, so shout out to men's soccer. That's how crime works. And I want to welcome Coach Freeze to the Auburn family. Uh, he gave me a call last week. It meant a lot to me because I was actually getting ready to get his number to call him and welcome him to the Auburn family. Well, you wouldn't have recognized his voice anyway. You would have uh, thought it was Fratello. Uh, <laughs> But I'm really excited, and I want to. I'm gonna look into this camera right here, Auburn people. And this is especially uh, effective on podcasts. Yes, Auburn people. Coach Freeze is our coach. Let's support him 100. Uh, percent I just uh, obviously, you guys. Shout out to Deion Sanders, the new head coach at the University of Colorado. Uh, he's going to do a fabulous job there. And obviously, I think everybody knows I wanted Dion to get the Auburn job. So, Dion, you know I love you, man. Good luck at Colorado. I know you're going to be successful. But at Auburn, we got Coach Freeze. I support anything that Auburn does. Coach Freeze, good luck. Welcome to the Auburn family. Can't wait to meet you. And War Down Eagle. And I'm going to finish up with this. About six or seven years ago, I got tickets to the Army-Navy game. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I've done a lot of shit, Ernie. You know that. I know you have. Yes. Legal and illegal, but they haven't busted me yet. I know you have. Uh, going to the Army-Navy game was one of the greatest experiences of my life. One of those things that transcends yes. the sport of football. Yes. It's, it's, it's an event. And I, so then I made a, a pact that I would never miss another one. And I went to three in a row, four in a row, and obviously the last couple I couldn't go to because of the pandemic. And the reason I said that, I, I can't go Saturday because I'll be working the match. Right. I'm excited about the match. Uh, down in Bel Air, Florida. Can't wait to get down there. 
But I just want to tell the Army Navy guys, man, it is one of the coolest experiences of What's my life. What's the best part about that that day? Is it is it the game itself? Is it is the, tr- it, the tradition? Yeah, is the it marketing? the stuff leading up to it? Is it well? What was crazy? So in Philadelphia is probably the best place to have it. So Philadelphia has all their stadiums like in a little area, like a two block radius. But there's this sports bar complex where they got like it's called Infinity Live, and they got. Five or six bars. Sounds like uh, heaven in Chuckster's mind. It was. They got a, a country western bar. They got a, like five bars. But I go into the sports bar, and you in there with all the Army, Navy people, and they're just, the pride, the joy, what they have, Ernie, is incredible. And then when they sing to each other after the game, so we got to the bar obviously early because you didn't want to battle with traffic, and that's where they got the alcohol at. And to see the, the, the troops marching in with so much pride, uh, and, and I can't wait to go back next year. Cause like I say, I'm never going to miss another one. But like I say, it, it was one of the coolest, most amazing experiences of my life. And I just want to thank all, this, all the soldiers in any form or branch of uh, service you ever did. You guys, women, men, retired, young, old, I just want to say thank you uh, because – that's like a real job. You know, we got to dribble a stupid basketball around, but anybody who's been in the armed service, man, I just want to thank you. I'm going to have to make it one of these years to that. Ernie, you, I've not yeah. I've not seen uh, I've not seen the Army Navy game. Oh man. Yeah. I'm telling you, Ernie, it is surreal. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's surreal. Uh just a question when you're in that bar area. So, how long did you stay on the mechanical bull at that country western bar? I haven't had much success on the mechanical bull. I will admit that. I remember when you did that on Listen yeah. Up, yeah, our, have, our short-lived yeah. Uh, yeah. talk show that yeah. we had for for one yeah. glorious I, I, year. I, I think I've ridden the mechanical bull three times. I have not been oh, successful. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, Ernie. If you go to a country western bar, you got to ride the bull. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Ernie. <laughs> what you think they put the bull there for show? Yeah, not just for people who uh, who think they could probably handle it. You know, I'm from Leeds, Alabama. It's yeah, like, I do. Uh, I know. And I you had, say you used to ride horses I all had the time. Cattle in the backyard. Yeah, you did not. Uh, you just know, stop it, man. Well, I didn't. I know because I grew up in the project. They don't know what to believe from you anymore. Uh, I'm, You're just well, spouting stuff off. Like I'm going to throw this against the wall, see if it sticks. I think I've been on a horse for commercials, and. And like when you uh, when you rode into the uh, Western Conference Finals yes. in Dallas last so year, I think I've been on a horse three or four times in my life. That that was for TV, the one when we rode down in Dallas. But the other two, I think I shot a Capital One spot with Sam and Spike. And I Any think chance uh, you get a chance to uh, to drop a name. That's good. Sam and Spike, we we do Capital One. I know Capital One, the match, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Saturday night. Six on, o'clock Eastern time on, on TNT. TNT. The match. All Can't right. wait. Can't wait to watch it. It's oh, going to be a lot of fun. Man, when you watch pros hit balls and things like that, Ernie, it's one of the most beautiful things. And you got four Tigers to GOAT. No disrespect to Jack Nicholas, who's amazing, amazing, amazing. But Rory is probably the best player in the world today. That's what I used to love the most 
by the way, Chuckster, in all the years that I did the PGA Championship, yeah. is walking the course those first three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, inside the ropes yeah. and, and you know talking to talking to players and watching them hit it, it's it's a different sport than than the one that you play yes because these guys everything is so effortless and and and, and plus watching some of the side games they got going yeah. on that what's was really a, annoying, very interesting what's really annoying about playing with guys and watching guys, they're all about this tall and they who's, just like who's this tall yeah, every golfer no they all little munchkins no they all munchkins ernie they're all tiny. Phil Mickelson's tiny. Yeah, you can name. Yeah, Phil, he is not tiny. No, no, no. Phil, Ernie, VJ is good size too. What? So describe tiny for me. Everybody else. No. What? What? If five you, eight five nine is tiny. Five ten is tiny. Five ten's not tiny. In my world, it is. Yeah. We would, you know, what we call five ten in my world. Uh, tiny, a, a backup NBA guard, <laughs> a backup point guard. That's what we call five ten in the NBA. All right, whatever. You done with first of all? Yes, I am. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're talking college football playoff. I got. We're a talking question. about the Georgia Bulldogs. I got a question for Aaron because. I have questions. Okay, well, that's a it's a good thing because he's going to be our guest. Aaron Murray joins us next here on the Steam Room. We are back. Yes, on the Steam Room on this beautiful <sighs> December day, as we speak to you from uh, Turner Studios, right across from uh, right across from the Georgia Tech campus. As a matter of fact, I just okay. So I guess. I'll sit back and let you two do y'all thing. You too. You're talking about uh, you're talking about Aaron Murray, the former Georgia quarterback, who also happens to have a Georgia Bulldog helmet uh, <laughs> on his mantle, and we have one here on our table. As uh, and Aaron, look, he's a ESPN dude. He's a Sirius XM guy. From 2010 to 2013, quarterback the Georgia Bulldogs. In fact, Charles, do you know this about our guest Aaron Murray? Still leads the SEC in passing yards and touchdown passes. Wow, that's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, that is very impressive. Hey, we only got one rule on the steam room, Aaron. Keep your towel on. Can you abide by the rules? I can follow the rules and I'll play nice with Charles. I, I Listen, I live next to uh, an Auburn family, so... I have to deal with that nonsense uh, at least once a year, unfortunately. So nonsense I've is learned, a good I've word. learned to play nice with the Tigers. I've learned to play nice. Yeah. Well, listen, you tell that beautiful family, War Damn Eagle, please. <laughs> no, there's not a chance he's going to say that. <laughs> exactly right. No chance. <laughs> no. Every year, every yeah, you know, before that game, every year on like a Friday or Saturday, I will. I have a a bulldog gnome on my front porch, and uh, she will decorate it with Auburn gear, like put a little mini helmet on it. Put an Auburn jersey on it, uh, so I'll go outside to. There she goes, just Auburned up, blue and I love it. orange and. Yeah, oh. you would, yeah, you would love that. So let's talk about this. Uh, these four teams that uh, that have made the college football playoff. Uh, number one seed is Georgia. Number two seed is Michigan. Then TCU. Then Ohio State. Um, your initial thoughts uh, when looking at those two matchups: one and four, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan, TCU. 
uh, my my initial thought as as a Georgia guy is I, I wish we would have gotten TCU instead of Ohio State in that first game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the harder the two matchups, I think Michigan, the way they've looked this season, uh, and, and listen, I, I, maybe it's because I'm I'm still hating on TCU and still doubting them because of the brand and 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 not giving them the respect that they deserve. I mean, it's, it's a good football team, and the Big Twelve has been a, a tremendous conference this year. Their ability to get through it undefeated 12 and 0, then obviously lose, you know, lose an overtime game to Kansas State, unable to punch it in in overtime at the one yard line. It's a great team. And I love Max Duggan. I like the receiver. Defense has gotten better, but it is the easier of the two matchups. So I was kind of hoping with the loss that, that Ohio State would jump to the number three spot and then put TCU at four. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about Ohio State. Uh, to me, for I would say three fourths of the season, I kind of had Ohio State as my number one team in the country. It was C.J. Stroud and, and, and Harrison Jr. and the way they were playing, running the football well. Uh, defensively, I thought they were improved from last season. And I was like, man, they just they, there isn't a, a real weakness. And then obviously Michigan came in there, exposed them a little bit. Maryland the week before exposed them a little bit too. But when I look at the four right now, Michigan wants to be like Georgia. Hardball has dedicated himself to saying, hey, we're going to be the um, the the anti-Ohio State. We're going to be more physical at the line of scrimmage. We're going to dominate there. And then and they beat Ohio State two years doing that. But Georgia's better at that. If you want to play Georgia's game, that ain't going to work. Uh, and, and to me, that's what concerns me a little bit with Ohio State is their ability to push the ball vertically down the field. We saw that give Georgia some issues this past week versus LSU. We saw them give that issues last year versus Alabama in the SC Championship game. When you got a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, when you got the receivers, when you got the running backs, um, gives me a little bit of a hesitation. The good thing for Georgia is I do like them on offense. I like what Setson's doing in Brock and Washington and McConkey and you know the, the Kenny out of the backfield. So I think they'll be fine scoring. I just hope the defensive backs are ready to go here in three weeks. Okay, so this is painful for me to ask you this question. Did Alabama have any gripe? Mm. No, Alabama did not deserve to get in. Uh, Alabama, you you take away, I can't say take away the A on the helmet because they don't wear an A on their helmet, um, but it, take the A away off their jersey, and it's just a good football team. I think we are uh, giving them more credit than they deserve because it's Alabama, because it's Nick Saban. This is, this is not an elite football team this year. This is a team that struggled on both sides of the football. Um, they have okay skill positions. You know, really, it's, it's, it's the quarterback and the running back. You know, defensively, it's Will Anderson. And then other than that, they've struggled on the back end. You know, they lost a two. We all know they've, they've struggled in other games this year, almost losing a and almost losing to Texas. If you strip everything away and just watch the tape, you would probably say this is maybe the seventh, eighth best team in the country and not even the fifth best team in the country. So, no, I, don't, I, I, I was getting blown up all weekend by Alabama friends and people on social media saying, you're just scared. You don't want to face Alabama in, in, in a, you know, a rematch of last year. You don't want to face Alabama in the playoffs or a national championship. I'm like, yeah, we do. You're not good. Georgia's the better <laughs> football team this year. Plus, we got that monkey off our back last year. We beat you guys. So I don't think anyone right now is scared of the Alabama of 2022. And honestly, you look at going forward next year, unless they get a top guy in the in the portal at the quarterback position, I don't know if they're going to be in the playoffs again next year. They got some holes, and they're losing a lot of guys as well. I don't know, man. Call me a cocky Georgia fan right now. I think clearly at the moment, Kirby Smart is kind of overtaking the big, bad we want Georgia mentality from the rest of the nation and less of a, we want to face Alabama because we're so scared of them. We want to knock them off. 
You know, I saw Nick Saban on uh, one of the shows the other night at halftime of one of those conference championship games when he was making a case for Alabama, mm-hmm. and he said, "Look, if if you want the you know the four best teams." Um, then he thinks they should be in. He said he thought they would be favored against those other teams in there. So do you think Alabama would be favored against Michigan, TCU, or Ohio State? Well, if, if we're going to play that game, then every single year Alabama is going to be in the playoffs because, yes, they have more four- and five-star athletes than anyone else in the country. So if you want to look at just personnel-wise, then we'd have the same playoff every year. It'd be Georgia, it'd be Ohio State, uh, it'd be Alabama, and probably Clemson and shoot, you could say TCU. Oh, we got, we have more five stars than you do. So we're more talented. So we deserve to be in the playoffs. That's, that's not the game we play here. You also were favored versus LSU. You were also favored versus Tennessee. You got to play the games and you got to win the games. This isn't a, a beauty contest. This isn't a, I got more stars on my roster and I got Nick Saban. So that means that we can win a national championship. No, the four teams that deserve to get into the playoffs are the four teams that were put in this year. And I think three of them definitely deserve it. You know, the four spot is obviously up to debate, but Ohio State's the only team with one loss besides TCU. So they kind of worked their way in there because of that. Alabama did not win the games. I don't care if it was by a combined four points or a combined 40 points. You lost two games, two games you were favored in. You don't deserve to get in. This is not Vegas making these decisions. It's the play on the field that are making these decisions. So uh, I I don't hate the man for getting on national TV during the halftime uh, of the Big Ten Championship and making his case. Any coach in America would get on any show out there to make his case why his team deserves to be in the Final Four. Unfortunately for him, they're 10-2, and and, and, and I just don't like the argument at all. This game is not played on paper. It's played on the field. Yeah, I I thought they should have penalized Ohio State for getting trucked at home. Uh, I, I listen because Alabama had two good losses, in my opinion. And trust well, me, is this an Auburn guy going to bat for Alabama? I'm just are saying, they, but are they good losses though, Chuck? At Tennessee, at LSU, they were both in the top ten. And going to Baton Rouge and going to Knoxville, those are not. You know, it, it ain't Michigan coming to your house pummeling you. That to me, I, like I say. I got no problem with the four teams, but I'm saying I understood what the Alabama people were saying. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Well, I understand it, too. We, we lost at Tennessee, which was a top-five team until Hooker hurt himself. And then secondly, LSU was a top-ten team, and going to Death Valley on a Saturday night is a hard game. But I, the reason I said I, I might have moved Ohio State, I'm like, you lost at home. In a rivalry game, your biggest rivalry. Not only did you lose, like TCU lost in overtime by a field goal. Michigan came to their house and beat the hell out of them. That, to me, is a really bad loss. Yeah, and, and not only did they lose, they lost, and, and Blake Corn wasn't even playing. I, to me, I don't think either team deserve to get in the playoffs at the end of the day. Like there's three teams that deserve to be in the playoffs. It's Georgia, it's Michigan, uh, and it's TCU. That four spot is just who is the lesser of two evils here. And you're picking between two teams, one with two losses, one with only one. Yes, it's embarrassing, but then look at the two teams that, that, that Alabama lost to. And, and I just want to play it against, you know, Oh, we would beat anyone in a playoff situation as an Alabama fan who wants to be all you know cocky. Georgia, whooped up on Tennessee and completely took the pressure off in the second half. Probably could have beat them worse than I think it was 27 to 13. Georgia just destroyed LSU this past weekend and put 50 points on them in the SEC championship game. 
those two losses, and let's not forget too, LSU also lost to Texas A&M, a team that's not even going to a bowl game. And then Tennessee with Hendon Hooker, he got hurt later in the game, but the game was essentially over when he did get hurt, Mm -hmm. lost to South Carolina. So yes, at the time they were good losses, but then when you've looked at what Tennessee and LSU have done to end the season, LSU since the win against against Alabama, won 13-10 versus Arkansas. Not a great win. Lose and got embarrassed versus Texas A&M and then got their, 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 their doors blown out versus Georgia. Those losses now look worse than they did early in the season. Where for Ohio State, yes, it sucked. You got your butt whooped. It got handed to you. It was at home. It was embarrassing. But it was to a, a now 13-0 and number two team in the country in Michigan. So Michigan, compared to what Tennessee and LSU are now, I think the committee looked at that as well. You know, I'm trying to think. Um, you saw the movie Rudy, which mm-hmm. we all have. Has there ever been a better sports story than Stetson Bennett? I, I can't think of one, and I'm just hoping, I'm hoping, I got my Stequavius fade about an hour ago, uh, <laughs> that if he does get a movie, that uh, I would love to play the role of Stetson Bennett. So, fingers crossed, <laughs> I know you guys can uh, maybe put a good word in for me, uh, would, would love to play that role. I, it's unbelievable. You know, I talked actually with, with DJ Shockley, another, you know, former great University of Georgia quarterback, starred uh, in 2005, won an SC championship, and I asked him the question, you know, where does Stetson rank? In, in the history of Georgia quarterbacks. I mean, you got guys like Buck Blue who won a natty, you know, Zyre and Greeny and Shock and Stafford, myself, you know, Jake Fromm. Where does he stand in, in, in that great group of quarterbacks? And uh, him and I both agree, Stetson is, is, to me, the greatest. Is he the most talented? No, I'm not asking who's the most talented quarterback of all time in Georgia history. We all can agree it's Matthew Stafford. There's no one, very few people on this planet Earth that are more talented than Matthew Stafford. No one's arguing that. But what are you brought in to do? It's like it's like a pitcher in baseball. We are judged off wins and losses. We are judged as a, as a quarterback position off championships. Right now, Stetson led Georgia to a national championship. Um, first time in 40 plus years. Now he's won an SEC championship game and, and, and heavy favorites to win a second national championship. And he's going to New York and is going to be there for the Heisman. I don't think, I don't, I don't remember the last time a quarterback for Georgia was going to be in New York for the Heisman ceremony. So all that being said, plus I would say pretty good stats as well. Stetson is the greatest quarterback in Georgia history. The story of, of walk on to transfer to transfer back. I mean, I was at, I was at a scrimmage three years ago. This is when um, uh, the kid from Wake Forest, Jamie Newman, transferred in. This is when JT transferred in. And, and I was watching the scrimmage. It was in Sanford Stadium. The ones went. The twos went. They played a full half. Stetson didn't get a single rep. Kirby won the simulated football game, so he sent the, the starters and the backups into the locker room, 15-minute break, and Stetson stayed out with the walk-ons and freshmen, and he had about 10 snaps. And that was it. And then out came the ones and twos. They got the second half, and that was the scrimmage. Stetson was not given an opportunity. And that was kind of the rest of camp, how it went. All of a sudden, JT's not ready. Jamie transferred out. The other guys kind of were a bust. Stetson, go save us. Boom, played, played well. Same thing happened the next year. Stetson's not getting any reps in camp. It's all about, let's get JT ready. Let's about you know getting Carson ready, the future of Georgia, get him ready in case something happens to JT. You know, JT gets banged up. Stetson's thrown out there, puts him, leads him to a national championship. He has done more in two years and three years now as a starting quarterback with less reps 
and 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 the ability to build that chemistry in the offseason. So it's an incredible story, incredible determination. Um, and, and just love the opportunity, you know, love the fact that he's in New York getting honored for that. So let me ask you this question. Ernie is obnoxious when it comes to the dogs when they're successful. I wouldn't uh, say uh, obnoxious. Are you as obnoxious when y'all are winning like y'all are now? Uh, d- depends to who. That's that's the thing. <laughs> that, like if that's, it's, it's, see, if you're my audience, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If it's like my, my Auburn friends or neighbor or uh, my Alabama friends who just are literally have more excuses than anyone I know in the world are always constantly texting me, complaining about something. Then, yeah, but I do think Georgia fans are getting to that Alabama level where there's a level of expectation that, hey, (laughs) Georgia must win by this amount of points or it's not a great win. Uh, They're not happy with just winning. They have to literally dominate teams. Like, the amount of people bitching and moaning about the Kentucky game. Like, they won the game. There was never a moment of doubt that they were going to lose it, yet it wasn't good enough. Like, that is where Georgia fans are now. uh, And I don't think that's changing anytime soon, unfortunately. So, uh, I feel more for the players. So, you guys had seven first-round draft picks last year. That's hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. You know, you think there's going to be a, a drop somewhere, but to have seven number-one draft picks and come back, and now you're 13-0, and 0, are you surprised, uh, surprised at all? Uh, yes and no. I'm surprised with how good the defense has been. I mean, a defense that gave up 10 points per game last year, giving up only 11 points per game this year. Like, man, that's that's pretty good. But hey, listen, let's look at the schedule. And I'm not downplaying this. Like, it is it is Kirby said it every week. Like, it, it's it's not easy to go undefeated for anyone, let alone in the SEC. But it wasn't, an, I would say, an extremely daunting schedule. Um, you know, you face Oregon the first game of the season. Brand new coach, his first game, essentially a home game. They have to travel across the country. And then other than that, you know, who Georgia really had a pretty easy schedule. You know, the one big game was Tennessee at home. And you, you got up for that game. You played well. Florida was a rebuilding year. Um, Missouri was a good team, average team. Kentucky's an average team. Like the South Carolina at the time was not playing great football early on this season. Um, and then you played LSU, who's also in a rebuilding year in the SEC championship game. This was not a good year for the SEC. So for Georgia to have to go through their quote-unquote rebuilding year as the SEC's kind of down was a, a recipe for success. And plus, you know, listen, Kirby stockpiled a bunch of five-star guys uh, on both sides of the football. You got a returning veteran quarterback. You got the best, I think, one of the best players in the country on both sides of the football and Jalen Carter at defensive line. Uh, then you also got you know Brock Bowers at the tight end spot. A lot was was handed to them to go out there and do it. Once again, I'm not taking anything away. To go 13-0 is unbelievable. To be favorites to go win the national championship, and I think they are going to win the national championship, is a hell of an accomplishment after what they lost last year. Okay, before we let you go, so you look ahead a few weekends, and we got your final answer already. But, okay, game one is uh, is Michigan and TCU. Who you got? Oh, I think Michigan. I think Michigan rolls in that one. Uh, I got the Wolverines. And then you've got Georgia and, and Ohio State following, obviously, since he thinks Georgia's going to win it all. We got Georgia winning that. Okay, then Georgia, Michigan, and that, and this is this is fuel for if this is the way it turns out. This is fuel for the Wolverines because Georgia knocked them out last year. Uh, how much of a how much does that come into play as they prepare for that would be championship game? I think I think Michigan is is playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, and, and I think like last year was like, okay, can we, 
the issue is sometimes you set goals and once you reach those goals, you kind of take the pressure off a little bit. And and Georgia was a better team last year. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Michigan for them is like, can we just beat Ohio state? Can we win our conference? Can we get to the playoffs? They accomplished that. So they got a little bit of taste. They got that, 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 that feeling in their mouth. And I think they're out uh, to, to take that next step and win a national championship. I, I just don't see it being close. Honestly, like if you get a, I think if Georgia beats Ohio state, uh, the national championship is essentially over at that point, Michigan, and what they do offensively, especially without Blake Corm, and I, and I know the backup has looked really good. He's had some speed number seven there, but Georgia's defense is going to eat Michigan up. Like I think, I think that game could be essentially a blowout. I look at if they played in a natty game being somewhere around in the mid thirties to like fourteen. Uh, like I don't see it being much different than it was last year. Georgia is a better version of what Michigan's doing. Michigan's a good football team. They just don't have the horses that Georgia has on both sides of the football. So I think they would take care of business in a big way. We know who you want to win the Heisman. Who does win the Heisman? Uh, if it wasn't for some nail polish, I would say Caleb Williams. Um, but but talking to a lot of uh, Heisman voters this this past week, a lot of people were really rubbed the wrong way about you know putting the you know explicit uh, Utah on his finger nails uh, th- this past weekend. And, 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 you know, listen, I, I don't have a vote. I would still vote for Caleb. I think he's the best player in the country. Um, you know, that would be my one to be Caleb two would be sets and three would be Max Duggan. But there's a lot of people that, that their feeling is, Hey, yes, it, it goes to the best player, but there's also, you know, how do you carry yourself both on and off the field to be a Heisman like guys more than just throwing, going out there and throwing touchdowns. And we, when we saw him, versus Utah. And he didn't have a bad game versus Utah. I thought he played fine. I thought he played well enough to keep that number one spot. Even with the loss, that was more on the defensive side. But I'm telling you, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So I think if it's a close vote and he does lose, I guarantee it's because of the damn fingernail polish he put on his hands. Well, let me just say this before we let you go. First of all, if you're going to put it on your nails, you better win the game, first and foremost. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you better Mm -hmm. win the game. So you think Caleb Williams is the best player in the country? Because I was good. Well, that was my last question. Who you think was the best player in the country this year? Uh, Caleb, all day long. Uh, what, what, what? And and and, and listen, the Pac-12 was a good conference this year too. It may have been the second uh, best conference in America behind the SEC. Big Ten was down. Big Ten had what? Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, they're a little bit more top heavy. But other than that, Penn State was good. And then there's a massive drop after those three teams. You know, the Pac-12 had Oregon, Washington played well, Utah obviously won the conference, USC, UCLA played well. Like that was a competitive conference to get through. And I thought he played really well in big time games against UCLA, against Notre Dame. And and his ability to throw the football, run the football, be a playmaker. There's no doubt in my mind he is the best player out there. I just I think he's going to get dinged for the nail polish. I think he's also going to get dinged for the fact that they're you know not playing for the playoffs that they lost their conference championship game, and that's kind of the last thing that that voters saw from him compared to you know Max Duggan putting the team in the overtime, then obviously Stetson you know throwing what whatever four or five touchdowns versus LSU in the SEC championship, leading his team to being thirteen and out. Aaron Murray, lots of good college football talk, man. We appreciate yes. you. Thanks for thanks for taking a chunk out of your day. We do appreciate. Quit ducking it, man. me too. Call me. Let's go play. Let's go. Come on. I gave you six, three aside. That's, That's it. all I want. Three aside. Oh, and by the way, go dogs. Oh, Lord. <laughs> go dogs. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> hey, boys. We're back in the steam room with the legendary longtime producer of Inside the NBA, Tim Kiley. What? Ernie, can I call, be called lionized? Lionized. Lionized. What yeah. does that mean? 
means like you're old. Well, no, but you're famous and you're. Yeah. Well, you, know, well, then you yeah. can't be called lionized. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, you're only a legendary. To, actually, just to Ernie. That's it. But that's a. Uh, but that's an old eagle song, isn't it? <laughs> lionized. Lionized. Maybe. <laughs> I thought. Oh, you said lionized or lionized? Lionized. Lionized. See, uh, Different yeah. word. Okay. Uh, you like our new uh, I like that a lot. I have a question. Can that fit on his head? No, no way. <laughs> no, man. nothing can fit on his Come head. Come on, man. You don't even no, want to try? Nothing can fit on your head. I'll try it. Yeah, put it on hey, there, man. Hey, listen. When you're number one and ain't lost a game all year, you get to do what you want to do. Make sure you buckle your helmet. Man. It's in there. That away. Now, now can you get it off? Oh, my <laughs> that's, God. That's, that's okay. All right. Uh, keep it on for this segment. That's good. Uh, here we go. Hey, hut. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, my God. Oh, you didn't want to keep it on? That's all right. Hey, thanks for putting that centerpiece down there, Chuck. That's yeah, a good a, idea. That's a good idea. All right. Uh, Legend, what you got today? Well, oh. I just wanted to get uh, earlier you guys you touched on it, but I just wanted to get a serious opinion from you on Deion Sanders. People are giving a little bit of grief his way that he's leaving Jackson State behind and all that sort of stuff. If you have a job and you leave it in a better place and he's up with mobility, first of all, he did – Jackson State has gotten more credit – more notoriety in the last three years. And they got in the history, they got college game day to come down there. Is he supposed to stay there his entire life? That's one of the stupidest things ever. And let me tell you something. He's going to do a fabulous job at Colorado. Uh, a fabulous job. You know how I know that? Deion Sanders ain't never failed at because anything. Because he says he's going to. Yeah, yeah. but De <laughs> De Deion Sanders has never failed at anything in life. And I'm glad, uh, you know, obviously I wanted him to go to Auburn. Uh, but he went to Colorado, and, I, and he's going to be successful. I, I, I'm just a big Dion fan. And the thing I admire about him, number one, I just because he's a friend, but he went to Jackson State, a team that had won like two games in four years and made him undefeated powerhouse. And now, instead of going to a program that's already built, he going to the bottom of the Pac-10, 12, whatever it is now. So he is actually, he, he could have, he's Deion Sanders. He could have got any job at any college he wanted to. He went to Jackson State and made it a powerhouse. Now his next job, like I say, he could have stayed down at Jackson State and won for the next three or four years. But he went and took a job, a team that won one game. So if you don't admire that, you're just an idiot. You got to admire what this man has done. Fun fact, he and I have the same tailor, by the way. David Corbett in St. Louis. Really? There yeah. you go. Bespoke apparel. Well, I haven't seen Dion in a suit in a long time, in fairness. Every time I see him, he got his coaching gear on. David makes all that stuff for him, too. Yeah. But makes him, you know, man, so. I'm excited for Dion. Hey, shout, shout out. out shout, shout out, David shout Corbett. Out. What you got today, yeah. uh, Well, TK? it's bowl season, Ernie. It is bowl season, it as a matter of fact. Season. How many bowls are there? There's too many bowls. Yeah, yeah. there's there there are too many bowls. bowls I miss the days when you couldn't wait for the – you know, uh, that day Bowl, when they would have, when they would announce the bids and, and teams but, gathered but, around, it was like, oh, you know. And they got to kill some of these bowls. Well, you're going to get a chance to in a sort of a way. We're going to have a little fun with you. Um, 
These are a list of bowl games. Some are real and some are fake. Okay. And you have to take your shot at it. I know how much you like contests. So. Hey, okay. Are you ready? Some right. of you, okay. Ernie's first. So, right. Ernie, go. So these are real or fake, Chuckster? Wait, why you got a paper? Because he and I are throwing we these teammates. out at you. You're the only one doing this. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. <sighs> Three of us here, two of us asking questions. He, said, he just said, oh, oh, he said Ernie gonna go first. Okay, yeah, Ernie's okay. first? Yeah. Jesus, yes. man, you need to get all the rules straight. Well, I thought you were gonna ask him a question first. No, I didn't no, know no, y'all no, were no, trying no. to tag up on me. Is there such a thing? Are we keeping score on this, by the way? Yes, we are. Right. Is there such a thing, Chuckster, as the Manscaped Turf Bowl? See, this is gonna get Anytime, me. Anytime. This go. Uh, hey, hey, calm down, little fella. <laughs> it's gonna get me in trouble. Cause if I miss this one, this will be twice. <laughs> this will be twice. This will be twice what? Twice what? Did I turn down manscape? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Because you know I don't All manscape. Right. Okay. Real or fake? And I turned it down on on Shark Tank. Yes, you did. I'm not gonna go down twice. There is a manscape bowl. <laughs> That's a fake one. How about the Tony the Tiger Bowl? Yes or no? Fake or real? Yes. You're right there. Correct. Yes. Yes. The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there is. That's good. Yes, there is. All right. Great. I haven't even heard of those mowers. (laughs) Well, maybe you'll get a sponsor for the show now. Okay. You ready? (laughs) How about the Microband Cleaner, Fresher more durable bowl. You know, microbands, my my, my I know, jam. You love that. that that's that's not a bowl. Oh, you're you're rolling you're on fire. Yeah. I love that microband right. stuff. Speaking of sponsors, Ernie, yeah. right? The tractor Supply Prairie Bowl. <sighs> yes, there is yes. not a Tractor <laughs> Supply Prairie Bowl. <laughs> CanadaDry.com bowl of poutine bowl. No, no, that's not a thing. (laughs) Where did you come up with this name? Legend? Uh, That's why I want to be lionized. (laughs) San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Yes. You know that before I even said holiday. I've seen that bowl before. So you've only missed two so far. Yeah. Oh man, Ernie's a genius. How he keeps track. Uh, oh my of God, y'all, I could y- never y'all, do this. Don't y'all hurt yourself. You ready? Him calling you, you a legend, you call him a genius. Don't hurt yourself. Pat yourself he on the back. Your dog. turn, legend. He's yeah. a do- a dog. Hey, is what TK. He is. Hey, legend. It's your turn. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. man. We are running long. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, L.A. Bowl. There actually is. You are. You're rolling. Because I actually, because Jimmy Kimmel, he's one of my favorite people. He keeps inviting me to Idaho. I wish you'd go. I don't. Yeah, why don't you go to Idaho? See some moose, maybe hey, a big hey, bear. Hey, hey, hey. In the words of, um, what's my man who played for the Bulls? Michael Jordan? No, no, no. <laughs> the, Scotty Pippen? No, the guy who say, maybe says, nobody ever says they want to come to Cleveland. Oh, that was Joachim Noah. <laughs> yeah, Joachim Noah. Noah. Yeah. Hey. Never, I, nobody ever said, yeah, I had a great vacation. <laughs> nobody ever said I had. I, I want to go to Idaho? Or only, is the, come only on. Fiorello Fratello. That's that, exactly that right. There. Hey, seriously, what a... Hey, let me ask you guys something. Yeah. When have either one of y'all said, hey, let's go to Idaho? Nobody says those words. Idaho. Other than potatoes. I don't think I mm-hmm. Other than potatoes. Name me another fact about Idaho. Spuds. That's the potato food. I know. 
Okay, um, I thought I was. I thought I could get that one past you. Hey, up next. Up next, Arnie. You're up next. The lemon tasty cake citrus bowl. Well, first of all, lemon tasty cake is one of the greatest things ever. Uh, no doubt. I'm gonna tell you something, TK. Oh, uh, another go. aside. Uh, no, you get two lemon tasty cake. Uh huh. Mash them. Put it in the microwave for about 10 seconds. Yeah. Put some vanilla ice cream on it. It's oh, over. heaven, y'all. Heaven, <laughs> y'all. Uh, that is not a... Lemon Tasty Cake Citrus Bowl. Lemon, citrus, lemon tasty cake citrus bowl. You keep saying it, so I'm going to still say no. Oh, You man. are correct. It is you okay. are correct. The Troll Bowl. The what? The Troll Bowl. That's got to be a bowl. I'm going to go, uh, no, that's not a bowl. <laughs> okay. I can't, couldn't really follow your thinking. That's <laughs> exactly. got to be, no, it's not. Okay. Just a few more, Chuck, to sweat through. Cheez-It Bowl. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Where do they play that Cheez-It Bowl? Nashville. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> just throw it All right. Bonus round. Bonus round. Yeah, fun. Bonus round. Yeah, fun. The Astro Blue Bronnet Bowl. No, no, that's from, that is actually a bowl from the 70s and 80s. Yes. Yes. And you know where they played it? Uh, Texas. Where? Uh, The Astrodome. Thank you very much. Well done. Last one. Last one. This is, everything's riding on this one. I'll give you 150 points to add to uh, to your total if you can tell me if there is a CarQuest Bowl. I didn't watch all the bowl shows because Auburn wasn't wasn't in a bowl. I normally watch the one, but Auburn's was struggling now. Uh, there is is a car quest bowl. No, there was was a car quest. Well, so bowl. that's a, a yes. No, it's a what? It's, no, it's a no. defunct. Chuck. It's just but, like Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl. That's defunct, and so is Car Quest Bowl. You missed it. Ten and three. I'm gonna ball this Last thing up. One. You, you can use this for your um, <laughs> for your first of all for next week, and just write on that because that's normally the sheet that appears out of your pocket. No, Last so one. I, this is this, this is to get Ernie to go to the Army Navy game. General George Marshall, one of the famous generals of World War II. He didn't do Game of Thrones. No, he did not do Game of Thrones. Okay. He said, "I have a secret and dangerous mission. Get me an Army football player." That's how badass they are. Well, what about the Marines? He asked for an Army football player. Okay. Just take the quote as is it as it is. Okay. Well, now see, now you're pissed off the Navy people. They think they tough too. They're all. They're this, all this, great. Just, it's just a quote. They're all great. It's, just it's, not, quote. it's not from the fertile mind of the legend. It's. I, it's it was really funny when they started going back and forth, telling jokes on each other. The Army <laughs> Navy was pretty exactly. funny. Yeah. And you were able to hear that in over the, the over the sound of the mechanical bull that you were riding <laughs> in the bar area. Okay, very good. Shout out to Army Navy. Gotta miss y'all. Shout out to the Chuckster doing the match. Shout, Shout out, out to all, all you for, for being loyal steamers. Yes. And uh, we'll be back with Chuck's answering machine. Next. In just a second. Next. <laughs> Next. Chuck and Ernie in steam room. Come and join us in steam room. Chuck and Ernie in steam room. Leave your towel on in steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Leave your towel on in the steam room. 404-987-0330 is the uh, number of Chuck's answering machine, the way we wrap up every uh, episode of, of this podcast called The Steam Room. Um... 
that's you see why they why I'm I love karaoke right there, right? Yeah, I do. That's why they call me old brown eyes. If you would tone it down like you did there, it'd be good. It's when you start going at the at the maximum vocal range that you have when when things get really uncomfortable and ears begin bleeding. You know, just get it from down here. Call I'm number just... one. <laughs> Hello, world. This is Charles Barkley. Leave me a message. Hey, Charles. This is Brett Melnick calling from Washington, D.C. I just listened to your episode with Bill Hader, and you guys were making a lot of really funny jokes about all of Bill's impressions that he can do, and it got me wondering, what is Charles' best impression? <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Thanks, guys. I love the show. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, that's a, that, that Brett. That's awesome because that is Chuck, awesome. Number Chuck one, has got a a wide range. Thank you of, for being the lost uh, of, of great impressions. Um, and thanks for the Commanders for overtime the other night too. Well, you got uh, NFL on the brain I right mean, now. NFL man. is great. Yeah, NFL well, you, great. You, you need to scale that yeah. back a little bit, man. Yeah. Way to go. To, maybe maybe just bet on one game a week and give Tyler, Taylor Heineke some love too. Okay, go ahead because he's balling right now. Give me an impression um, there. Probably my best uh, impression is Shaq. Uh, let me see. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't understand why they just don't get the ball to the big man. I mean, coaching doesn't matter. I was great without coaching. I had coaches, you guys kill me talking about coaches. Just get the ball to the big man, let him dominate. The question, though, is yeah, he had 28 and 14. <laughs> But can you do that tomorrow night too? Because he doesn't impress the sh- it doesn't impress the big man here unless you can do yeah, yeah. do it every it's night like, every yeah. night. Yeah, it's only like you just get seven points. You get seven points a quarter. You get seven the first quarter. You get seven the second quarter. And if you, you stop seven, and, and fill up your gas tank, now, yeah, you yeah. got now you got twenty eight points, and you just got to get three rebounds. Yeah. Now you got twelve. You know, then you just got to get a couple more. You should be getting thirty and and, and fifteen. All right, give me your John Wayne. And take that with you. <laughs> when he pulled a gun out of shot, this yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. See, when you have to describe what's going on, then it's not a great impression. But the first time you ever did that, here's my John Wayne. Pew, pew. And take that with you. I don't think John Wayne ever said witcha. You. <laughs> you know, that was actually <laughs> though d- doing the movies was one of the fun things I actually have ever did here at Turner. A long time ago, folks, we had. Um, what did we call a something theater? Yeah, uh, Chuck's or Sir Charles Theater. Yeah, you or something know, I'm a like movie that. guy. Me and Kenny and Chuck, and we would come back from commercial breaks in the middle of these movies that we were running on TNT or TBS, and we would just kind of take one scene and pick it apart, and yeah. it was fun. It was, that it was, was fun. That was a blast. But you know, movies are, movies are the most probably the most fun thing I do uh, to go and see. Uh, I'm getting ready to go see Wakanda. How long has it been since you've been in a movie theater? Do you go a lot still? I actually just went back for the first time and saw Maverick. Yeah, what would you think? Oh, it wasn't bad. Yeah, you know, I yeah. want to meet Miles Teller. Actually, yeah, I, I would too because you still haven't seen the movie I told you to see that uh, he was in where he was spectacular. Whiplash. You're right. I haven't seen that. J.K. Yet. Simmons. It, uh, I have some. I, yeah. I love me some J.K. I know. He was great. Uh, I met him, and he was really nice Dude, when I met him at the hotel. You need to watch Whiplash. Wait till you see him in uh, Whiplash. I, you know, you're talking about Miles Teller. I want to meet Tom Cruise, too. I never met Tom Cruise. I did. You did? Yep. I'm working local news, WSB TV in Atlanta in the 80s. 
somebody calls me from Road Atlanta, north of the city, and says, hey, Tom Cruise is out here running some hot laps in his car. And this is when doing I- Doing what? Doing laps at Road Atlanta. Oh, oh, do you mean driving around? Oh, get, he must yeah. have been getting ready for Days of Thunder. I bet he was. Yeah. And so I said, well, that's cool. So Dave Darling, my photographer, and I go up 85 North up to Road Atlanta, say, hey, let's just see if he's still up there. Maybe we can just do a quick sound bite and, and have a little piece for the uh, evening news. And he had no idea we were showing up. Because he was in one of the offices with a couple of the guys from Road Atlanta, yeah. and, and we're standing right outside the door. He comes walking out, and I said, hey, Tom Ernie Johnson with WSB, this is Dave, our photographer. Man, we'd love to have a couple of minutes with you just to talk about what you're doing out here at Road Atlanta. Yeah, guys, I tell you what, we're just about to go to lunch. Uh, when we come back, be happy to do something. He blew wah, you off. Wah, wah. Tom Cruise blew you off. Big time. Big time blow off right okay, there, not, man. Okay, so now I it was just like, me, you know, I just, I just you know, and I, I should have pressed it more because I know I just, hey, it's only going to be a couple of questions. No, 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 but we need to get, and it's like, boom. okay, I just want to meet Miles Teller now. Okay, no, <laughs> can't blow off the Godfather and want me to meet Tom Cruise. That was br- brutal. Yeah, so I mean, uh, well, you think you can answer two questions before lunch? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing at Road Atlanta? Yeah. And how do you like driving around yeah, here? Yeah. Good, see you later. Okay. Now we got a little piece okay, for the so six o'clock. Ju- news. It's just me and you, Miles Teller. But no, Tom Cruise, that breaks right. my heart. Well, it's all right. He had things to do. He had to uh, eat. I, so uh, you know how I feel when Kareem told me. <laughs> I'm uh, reading. I'm, I'm reading. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kareem has actually made it up to me. Yeah. He's been nice to me, but that one time. And the thing that was funny about tonight, I look back here and Bernie McHale are dying laughing. Yeah. Uh, that, I said, I said, like, you the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> it's like, yeah. he said, hey, I said, man, I want to say hello to Kareem. Walk over there and say hello to him. Yeah. I'm reading. <laughs> oh, you guys set me up. <laughs> Call number two. Roll it. The only message I got is do not let Charles pick Georgia to win the playoffs. Do not let Charles pick Georgia to win in the playoffs. Ernie, you know what I'm talking about. Me and you, we the Georgia boys. Do not let Charles jinx the dogs. That's all I got to say. Hey, okay. Hey, okay. look, I know. Okay. I, look, there's only so much I can do. I can't okay. control what comes out of this dude's mouth. First of all, again, did I pick the dogs last year? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And I guaranteed it. Now, this year, man. Hey, we still got time before then. Save, okay. your, save your prediction okay. and you. save your voice. Okay. That's a steam room. Um, another outstanding episode. Chuckster, always good to uh, sit here and, and talk to you. Chop it up here for an hour or so every week. What? Are you just staring at that Georgia helmet with envy, aren't you? Yes, you are. Are you going to have that yes, on every are. week until the playoffs? Sure, we can do that. Oh, Thanks for the request. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you all next week on the Steam Room. Thank you, loyal steamers. <laughs>